Well, hello, beautiful people. Happy Day of Venus. Um, I'm coming to you from my car today. <laughs> I'm sitting in the aircon. Maybe you're listening in your car and now I know what it feels like. I mean, how good is it to drive and listen to potties and now I get to record my podcast here because this week has been full and I wanted to just leave you with a little something something um, before next week. I'm off to Singapore next week and I will still endeavor to hopefully get a little potty in next week before I go. And who knows if I'm feeling fancy enough, um, I might even get a potty in in Singapore, you know, just by the pool, maybe just to say, hey, who knows? You know, like we'll, we'll see. Um, but I just wanted to share some pretty sort of dynamic astrology until we get to next week. Um, you know, more, more so I'm really sort of focusing on some asteroid stuff and some south node stuff around carving away um, and releasing trauma. Now, not in a like, let's dive into, let's make this about a psychology session. Let's not. But let's so what's happening in the sky is, as we know, the south node is in Libra. Now, if you want a really great class on this, I have my nodal masterclass on my website that really dives into a lot of the themes that are, are going to come up for us over the next 18 months and what planets are going to be actually active, activating the north and south node. And there's more planets actually activating the south node, including... Um, asteroids. So I talk a lot about that in my in my masterclass and where you can actually see where this is happening in your own chart. I highly recommend um, this masterclass, not just because I'm fucking rad and I deliver so much juicy juice in two hours for like 50 bucks, like come on, but because this nodal axis is really such a huge one. Like this is such an important shift in the relationship dynamic, not only with you, but also with your trauma and past stories, because the South Node in Libra, where we get stuck in telling the stories. Now, interestingly enough, over the past, you know, since the South Node's been in Libra, there's been a lot of it. Like there's been a lot of talk. And even interestingly enough, today when I was getting my eyebrows done by my beautiful girl, um, Mahina, just a little shout out to Emma, who does the most beautiful um, laminate on the eyebrows and she did a little lash lift for me today um, so feeling you know it's all very Venusian now I'm sitting in my car waiting to have my acupuncture appointment you know it's all good it's all good over here um, but even us today we were talking a lot about our childhoods the similarity in our fathers in different ways and just you know what's coming up a lot is childhood stuff old stuff and even I'm witnessing it in groups and containers and conversations I'm having with friends is that old old stuff is being brought to the brought to the surface around even you know the people pleasing the wanting to be nice the wanting to make sure you're not upsetting anyone because we know that the north node in Aries is actually asking us to pull our swords and cut away what's not the truth for us and you know, I've got an amazing quote in my 2024 kit um, around, you know, being exiled by others, you know, is better than being exiled by ourselves. Clarissa says it a lot better than that. It's a whole page in my 2024 kit, but that is the truth. And I think that when we are exiled by others, as much as there can be pain around that, that there is no deeper and greater pain than exiling our own selves um, from who we are and, and, you know, and, and, and that sacrifice that maybe we make. And that's what this South Node in Libra is inviting for us is to let go of those 
uh, people-pleasing, uh, poor me tendencies, wanting to, um, you know, reiterate the story. Like I said, I'm seeing this a lot, you know, looping, staying stuck in a story. And I shared, you know, last week or the week before around that Joe Dispenza um, episode on the podcast that uh, of the Diary of a CEO, which I had so many people, you know, message me saying, thank you so much. That was such a great podcast. Um, because we really have to break the habit of being ourselves. And what we're being supported with in the sky is the South Node and then all the planets that are about to hit the South Node. Now, I know we're in, only in Virgo season. You know, yes, we've had the Mercury Kazemi. Things might feel a little bit lighter, yada, yada. But Ultimately, we're having right now as we speak, actually, like it's exact right now. We've got three asteroids, three of the four biggest asteroids, our goddess asteroids, hitting planets in the chart, um, hitting planets in the sky. So we've got the moon and Vesta. So I'm really happy that I've dedicated myself today to commit to sharing this because, um, you know, it could have been easy to try and squeeze it in or not do it or, or try and do it when I get home or yada yada. We have Juno. Um, she is conjunct Pluto, um, conjunct Venus, which is really interesting because we've just come out of this Venus retrograde and now you know her presence her you know she's the queen of heaven and she's around that loyalty and commitment and vows in relationships it's you know she is the marriage asteroid right so interestingly enough here she is as Venus stations direct at 12 degrees she's going to hit the 12 degrees Leo she's at 11 at the moment and ask you know are you committed and devoted and loyal to a what you have just been through in the venus retrograde and this venus retrograde if you haven't been turning that mirror on yourself and be fucking humbled to your knees with some of the own some of your own um shadows or something that another great astrologer um, friend of mine said she used this in the leo archetype are you performing or are you expressing i love lara saying this because so much of what people do and think they are is a performance and not just an expression of their identity and their sovereignty and who they are so i really love those two words being used in that sentence because we see the performance being sort of uh, a play from ego uh, putting on a show for people. Oh, this is who you want me to be. So I'll perform that for you. Who do you want me to be? And I will be that, right? And then we've got actually um, an expression and the expression of your true identity and sovereignty and who you actually are, that authentic self could you know, that's not a performance, you know, that's why, you know, when people talk about, oh, come to my workshop and I'll teach you how to be authentic. And this is how you, you know, step into your sovereignty. It's like, no one can teach that. You know, you might learn that through witnessing others being that, but you can't be taught that. Like what you do is you start to dismantle the layer, the layers, the egoic, um, show that you have put on for people to really drop into the commitment um, of who you actually are and accept yourself. You know, astrology is the art of accepting, acceptance. I, I say this so much in my, in my calls and classes and things like uh, we don't tell an apple tree to be a rose bush, right? So even when we're trying to remediate, you know, certain placements or certain planets in signs by even acknowledging them, you know, it's not about trying to change it. It's about trying to work with it. So I love that Juno has, you know, is bestowing us with her, her gift 
of going, are you really your own sovereign queen or king to yourself? And are you going to stay loyal to the work that you have just done? Just think about what you have just traversed those last 40 days and 40 nights where the sun was rebirthed in the sun, you know, I mean, where the, where Venus was rebirth. Sorry, I'm completely off the cuff today. Like I'm literally, yeah, like literally sitting on a hill in my car and I'm really fucking thirsty. So I'm just going to have a drink because I've literally been talking like all day. Mm. But this was really, really present for me. And when I seen the moon was exactly conjunct Vesta, I was like, yes, I'm going to just jump on and do this. And look, it might not be perfect. You might hear cars, but you know, I'm, I'm all about reality, baby. Like this is reality. Um, so I love that Juno has come in and, you know, and this is still very much around relationships. Maybe your um, marriage went through something. Maybe your uh, friendships went through something. Maybe you have decided to, you know, not put up with something any longer. And now Juno's coming in to ask, are you committed to that commitment? <laughs> you know, like that's what I love about, the asteroids and I'm only, you know, working with them more and more and more and more and more as time goes on because they're such a poignant part of actually our solar system. You know, the four asteroids are in between uh, Mars and Jupiter, the two masculine signs. They all denote feminine, um, you know, they're all the, of the feminine line. And I think it's really important for us to understand uh, their energies and what they're doing and how they're playing out. And just like astronomically, like my daughter was saying, Pluto's, you know, a dwarf planet, you know, like they're teaching the, the kids that Pluto's a dwarf planet. So there's many dwarf planets, Eris, um, you know, um, make, make, uh, you know, even just, you know, and, and then working with these asteroids, like we start to sort of grow our foundation of astrology. And yes, without knowing the fundamentals of the archetypes, the signs and, and the planet sun through Pluto, like knowing th them off by heart, you know, of course that's the base, but then adding the asteroids and some of these other, I mean, I still consider Pluto a planet, like, come on, he gives us the little heart. If you've seen a picture of planet um, Pluto before, he's got a heart on him. Hello. It, you know, like he loves us. We love him. Um, yeah, so, so Juno coming in is asking, like, are you committed to the work that you've just done? Are you going to commit and stay loyal and true to the transformation and rebirth that you yourself have just gone through? Because what we have just gone through with Venus rebirthing in the sun, and now she is the morning star, you probably feel a little bit more fired up and dynamic because as the evening star, she's receptive, she's yin, she's softer. Now she is this morning star, she is yang, Lucifer, phosphorus, right? Like this is a dynamic energy that we're working with now. And our desires, our wants, our needs, our sex, our um, magnetism, our relationships, there's a lot more of a push now. Like I feel the sword of, of Venus as a, as a morning star and in, you can't make this sort of shit up. Like, of course she becomes the morning star. Aries is now, uh, the North node's now in Aries, you know, Venus, a Venus ruled South node in Libra where we're being asked to leave behind these people pleasing ways, old looping patterns, the, the cycles and the spirals where we sit and we moan about our lives. Like 
my biggest thing is is that time is running out and that's something that's been really prevalent and everyone's probably sick of me me saying that because they're like shut the fuck up like we know time's running out but it's to give perspective so when you're sitting and wallowing in the same story from two weeks ago from six weeks ago from one year ago the the hardship the and I'm not dismissing or being irreverent to fucking hardship that we all might have and go through. That's certainly not my point here. It's about uh, moving through those things and not getting stuck in the trauma loops where processing the trauma becomes more traumatic because this, this talk therapy has gotten a little bit out of control, like constantly talking and immersing yourself in words and sentences and and reiterating and rehashing all the things all the time, that's not therapy. That's actually a part of re-traumatizing yourself and your body. Like this is a time of, of moving through things. And what we have in the sky at the moment is, like I said, we've got Juno conjunct Venus, um, Vesta and the moon together today, but we have um, Ceres conjunct the south node. Now, now, Libra season's going to be next level because we're going to have the sun conjunct south node for the first time in 18 years. We're going to have Mars conjunct the south node. And there's going to be some really big stuff around severing the old patterns. Now, at the moment, Ceres is there, the archetype of the great mother, the harvest mother, the death mother, the angry mother, the repressed mother, especially in Libra, right? So from, from now for the next couple of weeks, we are actually I- immersed in this invitation to cut. And when you look at the glyph of Ceres, it's the scythe or um, uh, the other word for the scythe. I'm, I'm lost for words because I don't have, um, like I didn't write what that's called. You know, the scythe, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Um, but it's the scythe, you know, it's what the Grim Reaper holds, actually. So it's very fascinating um, that Ceres' um, actual glyph is that, that scythe, that clearing. So it, it is around clearing away and she is the death mother, the harvest mother, but the, but the mother, the great mother. And her energy is around childhood. It is around you know, the, the, the mother-child connection. It is around family and clan and your roots and what you harvest and growth and food and being nourished. So, you know, for the next couple of weeks, maybe you are recognizing or talking about childhood stuff or wanting to clear childhood stuff or mother issues are coming up. And that could be you know, that you're, that you're not a mother and that you're clearing away and you're releasing the acceptance of that I'm not going to have a child. You know, this is the time of clearing that. Maybe it's that you're clearing ancestry stuff. Maybe that it's you're having issues with your own mother or your mother's dying or you're looking after your mother or your mother's with you or it's your own mothering experience. But it could also feed out into the clan, the family, the home. Yeah, it could come back to feeling abandoned and where if you're abandoned today, how that goes back to feel the feelings of abandonment. So I want to take note of this and give honor and reverence to everything is valid and welcome. And, you know, it's not that we pretend that something didn't happen, but staying connected and plugged into the loop 
actually on a physiological level, I mean, this is just quantum reality, go listen to Joe Dispenza, go listen to any of these uh, conversations and talks about the science of what our body actually does and remembers, that when you continue to rehash and think and talk about those things, your body still thinks you're in it. So you could, you could not be in it for 10 years, but you still talk about it. Your body's memory will hold that. And so ultimately, ultimately then, what are you holding? And if the South Node is here to invite us to release past habits, karma, drama, um, you know, old patterns, subconscious ways that we show up, um, and Ceres is there, which is the, you know, the, the mother archetype, the the asteroid of the great mother yes maybe this is a recognition of where you want to cut this away because just think just think of this invitation as we will not have the south node in libra for 18 more years how old will you be then is time running out i mean i think that sometimes we've got to ask ourselves that like, is time running out with what we want to actually do and where we want to go? And I shared something interesting on Instagram the other day around, you know, constant trauma work is the trauma work. <laughs> it was a great post. I think it still might be up on my Instagram if you want to check it out. But, and, I'm, you know, I've been saying this for years, but it's great when people write great work around that and great posts and, and sort of share around that because sometimes constantly opening old wounds to get back into the trauma it's, it's not actually, it's not, it's not healing. The talk therapy is going nowhere. It's a time of self-reflection. It's a time of carving away. Mars is building to hit the South Node. Where, what does he do? He severs and he cuts things. He cuts and he severs. He removes. But there can also be sort of masculine energy around that. So I'll talk more about, you know, these other South Nodes hits as we go along. But I think that the fact that the first one is really around family and the mother, because at the end of the day, we all have a mother, you know, all of us, every single person on the planet has a mother. So this, the, and, and, and more often than not, there is some sort of mother wound, mother story, um, even if it's unconscious, there can be something there. You know, even if you've worked through something with your mother, even if there's been beautiful healing with your mother, um, then you might have your own mothering journey with your own children right? So, or non-mothering, or it's been hard to fall pregnant or whatever that story is for you. But the invitation here is that Ceres and the South Node are together now for the next couple of weeks. I don't have the dates on me. I'd written the dates um, at home, but um, ultimately it is for a little, you know, I think it is for a couple of weeks before Ceres actually moves into Scorpio, the fucking death mother. So let's, let's, let's dive into the underworld with um, Ceres in Scorpio for a while, right? <laughs> um, but but for now, the, the south node is what's prominent here. And when I see the scythe, um, that glyph, I, I, and I just see the clearing. And, and it's sort of like, this is a time of harvest. This is a time of what do you want to reap in, in especially the next nine years? Because, um, you know, ultimately that's when the south node will move from Libra and the north node will be in Libra. So in nine years... You know, there can be, when we look at these sort of cycles of the nodes, there's obviously many more cycles that I'm not really touching on right now. But ultimately, this is a clearing. So all of the planets that are going to hit the south node, which there are more hitting the south than the north, 
um, which shows me something, right? Like which says that there's a lot to purge and a lot to give up collectively. But you again, of course, need to see where this is happening in your own chart. But collectively, I feel this. I feel the inhale and the exhale of the great mother. You know, she's inhaling and she's exhaling. She's doing a big purge. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. She herself is reckoning us. She herself is coming to her own reckon you know like this is what's going on this is big work that we're doing and now to have the great mother and the south node together this invitation is do you really want to clear this or do you like staying stuck in the story because it gives you an identity it, it you know it's a chiron lesson that i teach to my clients is that you know without the story there is no wound Right. And that's a hard one to come against, uh, come up against because people want the wound because then they've got the story attached to it and then that becomes their identity. Right. So it's like if I keep telling this story, it gives me permission to either not let go, to not forgive, for people to feel sorry for me. I'm a victim, whatever the story is. Right. And sometimes we are the fucking victim. Like that's the reality of it. Sometimes we are the victim of some pretty shit shit. And it's the choice then and how you move through that. Right. So this this is a really huge invitation over the next couple of weeks to clear. And I think that this comes in perfect timing, of course, with Virgo season, which is the last season down under of winter. This is the last, um, you know, it's our winter season, I mean. So it's the last month of winter until we hit spring, which is um, the end of um, September when the sun moves into Libra and the equinox is here. And all of a sudden we have equal day and night. All of a sudden the earth does her own rebalance and asks us to rebalance. But Virgo season is that final season. And for us, it's winter. And for the Northern, it's summer. So we've got this one more month, like this one more solar cycle. So realistically, it's only a few weeks. I mean, we're already bloody hell. Like what's the date? Like where are we? We're like a week into friggin' September already. What the actual? So we've actually only got a few more weeks of this. So I think that this is a really beautiful, again, the universe orchestrates everything so damn perfectly, is that this is a really strong invitation to purge, to release. And it's interesting too, you know, I've been doing a lot of reflecting myself, um, you know, as we all have probably a childhood story that's traumatic and all of them are valid darlings. Like I see you, I hold your little hearts because I know what it's like to be a child and to have a very big trauma story. Okay. Because I have been there and um, I have been reflecting and really coming out the other side of some really interesting revelations and aha moments. Um, you know, this is all happening sort of in my first house on my own Pluto. So there's some really big, you know, again, we need to see on a micro level where this is happening. We can feel the collective purge that's going on. We can feel the collective tenderness. It's just like everyone's on the precipice, right? Of like, it's like everything's tender. Everyone maybe, you know, is feeling a little bit defensive or again, there's like an armor up, there's a guard up because again, like it's sort of like when you're tender to touch, like everything hurts, like there's a deep sensitivity at the moment. It's rolling through, like being sensitive to things that, you know, a month ago you weren't sensitive to um, because again, we're being shown 
you know, what needs to be released on a collective. But when we look on a micro level, we see it in our own charts and we go, ah, what's going on here? And for me, this is all happening, like it's actually squaring my moon. So, you know, like I have all of this stuff squaring my own natal moon. Um, again, if you have that moon like I do in late degrees cancer, like we're really fucking being worked over in a very deep uh uh, cathartic way with Pluto opposite our moon and now we have um, the Ceres and the um, the south node squaring our moon so for us so this is probably why I'm talking into it so heavily because we really do have that um, invitation to really do some big healing here um, because life doesn't have to constantly be processing trauma guys like let me just give you the hot tip if you are constantly in process you are not you're, you're actually not doing any of the work um, because it's e it's actually easier to be in process and to continue reliving rehashing talk therapy it's it's very easy to do that but to stop talking and to actually make changes and to self-reflect and let the body start to somatically release the memories that takes a whole different level of work whole whole different level of work to be honest it's actually easy to talk for some people might not be of course that's why you have psychologists please if you don't have a therapist get one we all need a therapist um and a therapist isn't often a group of women that you know like cackle and 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 you know and, and like those goddess circles or whatever that just keep holding people in their trauma you know, that's so ick to me. It's nothing that I've ever bought into. It's not something that I participate in or even, you know, it's not, it's not up my alley. Um, because the bitching and the whinging, you know, life's hard. My husband's this, the kids are this. Like, I don't see that as a propulsion of evolution and growth. Um, and that's just, you know, and I've been a mum and a wife and, and for 20 something years and I've just never had that narrative, you know, like it, it's just... I've just never had that narrative. But so the thing is, is that, you know, what we're moving away from, I think, is something that's more embodied. And and hello, North Node in Aries, take action, take action, less talking, less being stuck in the old that brings you down and that holds you there stuck in the loop and in the cycle and more of getting the sword and becoming sovereign and standing up and going, I'm going to take action. And hello, Chiron in Aries. Like, thank the motherfucking Lord. Chiron's in Aries going, hey, take responsibility. You know, healing is a choice, not something that just happens over time. Yes, does time soften sometimes? Maybe, you know, it comes in waves. There's no right or wrong way to heal. There's no uh, workbook. I'm not right about it. You're not like, there, there's no workbook. I, I do believe that healing is a choice and, and especially with certain things and, and we will choose when the right time is and we, we have every right to hold stuff for as long as we feel that is right to hold, especially if it's, you know, if it's just a part of, you know, that grief process. And then there's like what's actually holding you back. What are you carrying that's just not yours anymore? What are you repeating and looping that's keeping you stuck um, in that, you know, that sludge, you know, that real sludgy energy, right? So, so I, I, I'm feeling this, like I said, you know, the moon, you've got to see where it's happening in your own chart. And what I've been reflecting on a lot, it's probably the past couple of months, it's probably actually since the South Node moved into Libra, is as much as the trauma that I had as a child, my parents were so eclectic and atheist and um, anarchist, you know, my dad listened to Triple Z, 
Um, you know, he's fully covered in tats, which of course back then, back in those days, you know, if you had a lot of tattoos, you were maybe like a jailbird or a murderer or a druggo or something. And, you know, my dad was a big pot smoker, but, um, my whole life he smoked pot. Um, and, but what he always taught me was to be who I am, <laughs> you know, so I've, I've come this full circle of deep healing and forgiveness because there's been a lot of forgiveness um, with my birth mother, my stepmother and my father. Um, so there's deep, there's, there's wholeness there. And, and I want you to know that you can heal and that you can be complete in your healing. And yes, while some things may come up every now and again, it doesn't have to be constant. We don't have to live in that constant reactive space of, you know, when it becomes your personality, again, I'm going to flick you right back to Joe Dispenza's, um, uh, podcast on that because he speaks about it so perfectly around people's attitudes becoming their personalities and we know those people who you know have the chip on their shoulders they're angry at the world those sorts of things right because their mum did this and their dad did this right they're now 60 but they're still that person because they actually haven't done any healing they haven't forgiven um and so yes that's diary of a ceo joe dispenza you know go listen to that that's awesome and something else that i read and i probably would have shared with you um from a Chinese perspective, is from a beautiful Taoist that I that I follow, um, Yost Sawyer, is he's like, do you want to keep remembering stuff? He's like, when people go, I forgive, but I don't forget, he's like, it's actually more important to forget. <laughs> and I think that I'm lucky because I've got Neptune in my third house. So, and as much as I, you know, can hold and I can remember things, you know, my husband will let you know that I do have a memory like an elephant, which apparently is a good memory. I have no idea. Is that a scientific thing that elephants have a great memory? No idea. But, and I do have a good memory. However, as time has gone on, when I forgive, I can move through that and I do forget and I want to forget and not in a way that you keep repeating cycles where people might walk all over you or you become the victim of another that sort of relationship so on and so forth like this is this is around removing the stories from yourself so yeah I'm going a little bit you know quantum you know our bodies are libraries of memories and that's why the talk therapy thing is sort of a bit cheap these days and not saying that you know a psychologist isn't because of course they help to uh, unpack the psychological space around what's what's going on for you and they are like i highly recommend having a psychologist um but 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 also you know so it's so it's around the the Sorry, I've just lost my train of thought because I got distracted with um, being... So this is what's good about me being in my cupboard. I can't see the outside world. And like the outside world is just like going on around me. I've got people in front of me getting in cars, staring at me. Someone's packing her house up because she's just sold it. Congratulations, darling. Good luck on your new journey. I'm just going to have a drink. Mm. Um... Yeah, so the forgetting, right? The forgetting. I loved this this premise. I loved it. And I was like, I feel great that the quantum work that I've done around not only my childhood, but just in general, has led me to be able to forget, to actually release the memories from the cells. And again, this stems right back to the journey work that I used to do with Brandon Bays in my 20s, where I was able to reprogram my cells from old traumas to actually fully heal and move through them. Not just say I'm healed, but then if someone was to ask me, I'm straight back there again, not healed, re-traumatized. So that's why I'm sort of, you know, 
might not be up everyone's alley because people love to stay in the trauma. Let's all keep talking about it. Let's do the, let's do all of that. And that's just not who I am. And so, uh, you know, like I'm going to disappoint people. And I think that, you know, if we're not disappointing people, we're not being authentic because if we're really being who we are and authentic, and I'm not saying, as you know, like I'm not saying be an asshole. I am not shitting you. I just have to say this, this lady I'm on a very busy road and this lady, she's old, has run across the road and nearly got hit by a car in front of me. Now she's just walked behind me and nearly just got hit by a car again. Like what the actual fuck? Like, oh my God, you're crazy love. She's running across, like people are flying up this hill. Anyway, that's, this is what I'm saying. This is the distraction of me being in my car when usually I'm in my cupboard or on my bed. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so the, so the disappointment, I like when people disappoint me. Like, I like when someone's like, no, or they disagree or whatever. That's great. Good. Because guess what? That means you are being true to yourself. Like, uh, I more cringe when I disagree with someone and then they try and change their perspective. Like, oh, yeah, no, but I'm this, but I'm this, but I'm this. And then they try and defend what they're doing or they're trying to make it the same as me. I don't want that. Be who you are. Disregard everything I say if you need to, if it doesn't land. And let it just float away. Like, don't get caught up in it. I listen to shit that I don't care about or that doesn't resonate. Guess what I do? Next. Like, it, it's not even in my psyche to even want to repeat it, you know, because it's not important. If this isn't important for you, if this episode's not that important for you, hey, just shut me off now. I'll give you a big kiss and I'll see you next week. You know, it's, it's all good. You know, like we're all going to disappoint people if we're being who we really are. Like there's no way that you could never disappoint one person on earth ever. And if you are that person, again, this South node in Libra is for you. <laughs> Maybe you are a Libra. Um, you know, it's a very Libra archetype thing to not want to disappoint people and people please. Right. So the thing is, is that you know, this, this is a very raw share, obviously, but what I'm sharing is also really deeply from my experience in, in life. And it's, it's also deeply from my heart. And it's also deeply because I love and care about people. Like I want humanity to know who they are. I want humanity to be, humanity to be aware, self-aware, I want them to be able to move through these times with grace and with ease and with reverence to the great mother. I want you all to experience joy and happiness. And then in the brutality of life, to be able to feel the extent of the hurt, of the brutality, of the grief or whatever that is, and then to move through that too. You know, I want I want us to all be awakened on this journey and conscious and time is running out. And the astrology of now, of the next few years is exponential. Like this shit ain't fucking around to have some of the biggest planets all shifting signs in this decade. Like it's, it's wild and it is traumatizing because it's really shaking up people's foundations, the, the lies and the stories that they've already built their lives on. It is re-traumatizing or re-imprinting old wounds and old habits, um, or it's bringing them to the forefront or it's bubbling them up so that you can be, you know, here. Like, so what we're doing is going through a very great, uh, not just a great awakening, but a great revelation. You know, Uranus in Taurus is revealing things to us. And that's why I invite you, as opposed to sitting in story and the moan, to get into the body and be reflective, to sit in the, to sit in the, 
space of how can you shake that out of your body? How can you tap that out of your body? And not into, I'm not the EFT tapping or anything like that. It's not what I mean at all. I'm actually doing something from a completely different space there where I'm shaking and releasing the old DNA off my cells. And that is around movement therapy and it's somatic, right? Finding some good body work stuff. Because again, everyone's so in their head. It's sort of like they're cut off from their physical body, you know, network Cairo, like these are the things that I do, network Cairo, spinal work, spinal alignment, energetic spinal work has by far been one of the greatest fucking modalities that I, you know, I see my wizard and he's amazing, um, acupuncture, which I'm just about to go and do, um, and osteo, you know, like these three modalities really help me to shift energy in my body but to become aware of it without having to talk about it and over process you know and that's sort of what I notice is the over processing the 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 over processing something that's been talked about for five years perhaps and it's like so you're still there talking about it you're still in the processing which means that there's been no integration so so this is where Obviously, this is a really strong and I'm very passionate about this because I want people to actually heal and to experience joy and to experience life, to relentlessly show up in life and participate without constantly being in trauma loops, without constantly being triggered, which of course is a catchphrase because apparently everyone's triggered now and it's like, well, actually, no, you're not. You're just not sure of yourself and you're in a defense mechanism and you don't know your body and you are carrying stories um, and reactions. So anyone that comes near you in any space or disagrees with you or does something, you know, that you don't agree with, you're triggered, you know, because this is what this society, you know, with social media and stuff and the cancellation things and all the things that happen, which I don't really buy into, but that's what's happening, right? Like, oh, you don't agree with me? You're wrong then and I'm triggered, you know, so I'm going to project that back onto you. I'm not going to reflect and so turning the mirror onto myself all through the Venus, the, the Venus retrograde and rebirthing and coming out of that. And of course, this aspect that I'm talking about is all I really wanted to talk about this week because the invitation is really strong here. And let me, like I said, give you the hot tip, Mars about to hit the South Node. The sun about to hit the south node. Mercury will hit the south node. Venus will hit the south node. I mean, we're about to just get a fucking huge south node tsunami of are you really going to hold on to this any longer? Are you really going to stay stuck in that trauma and that story that's not actually serving you? If you choose to, by all means, choose to. It's your life. Just go, you're a dick, Tiani. I like staying stuck in my story cool, cool, enjoy that. Um, you know, the, the, the invitation here is to work with this astrology and to activate it within your own crystalline frequency and your own cells. And if you know how to do that, you know, this, this is pretty powerful work. This is pretty powerful and amazing work. Um, I've got some, you know, really epic containers coming up next year. And, um, yeah, you know, especially some South Node stuff and relationship stuff that's happening next year. It's like next level huge. Um, we think that we're in the relationship stuff, like just, just, just you wait, you know, just you wait. Um, next year is, is huge with that. But, you know, this, this Libra, South Node, North Node, Aries activation is bigger than 
what we are anticipating. It's not just, oh, the nodes have shifted. Yeah, this is all good. Like this is a big storyline for us moving forward. So, you know, I really encourage you to work within these energies and to, you know, release and cut away what's holding you back and to, to give up what no longer serves you. And not just in that, oh, it's a full moon, I give up this. No, to actually, you know, really, to really move through that, to forget. You know, can you forget? Do you want to forget? Some things we shouldn't forget. I'm not going to lie that there's some things we shouldn't forget. And sometimes forgiveness just frees us, but we then have nothing to do with whatever the situational person is. I mean, I don't speak to my birth mother. And that's not, that's not because I'm holding on to what she's done, but that's because I've forgiven her and now I've moved on. And we're allowed to have boundaries. You know, we are allowed to have boundaries. This does not have to be, oh, because I forget, I will welcome all of those people that hurt or did really bad things into my life please know that that's not what I'm saying I mean please use some emotional intelligence when you listen to me and sort of you know you know um um yeah have that sense of um objectiveness because that's not what I'm saying I'm not saying oh yeah just let that abuser back into your life like who would say that um you know, this is around, let's take responsibility for ourselves. But at the same time, there are times where we need to cut people out of our lives. And that is okay. You know, that is completely okay. And there can be forgiveness just so that you can move on, not, you know, just so that you can free that energy up within your own system and chi. And then you, you don't need to forget per se, but it's not in your sphere anymore. And then there's other things that people carry that really probably do need to be forgotten because they're minor, because they're very, you know, that person cut me off or you're angry about the fucking noise that the neighbor made or I don't know, like all those very meaningless things, some of them not so meaningless, some of them that it's time for you to move on and put those things to bed. Um, That is what this invitation is, is what can you put to bed? What can you lay to rest? So for the next couple of weeks, you know, the moon's waning. We're going to move into a new moon in Virgo uh, next week on the 15th. So this is a real fundamental time of purging with Ceres hitting the south node. Um, uh, The moon will eventually hit the south node after we have the new moon in Virgo. Um, We are in Virgo season, which is the ultimate purge in a very different way to Scorpio. And if you look at Scorpio and Virgo symbols, they're very similar because they have a very strong connection. Both are like death doulas on their own levels, right? So they're both around the release and the purge. And so what we're doing now until the new moon on the 15th is purging, is releasing. And the fact that Ceres is here activating this south node is a very, very deep invitation. And maybe you do want to share your childhood with your partner, you know, and that can be really healing and therapeutic. Maybe you talk too much and you're the person who needs to actually sit in stuff to move through it. And maybe you're, you're someone who actually is like, actually, I've never talked about my childhood and I've got some things to say and I need to say them out loud so that someone can hear me and someone can witness witness me. Sister, brother, if that is you, your time is now. Because talk therapy is good for you. But for the people that are constantly talking, it's not good for you because you're not actually doing anything with that information. It's just it's just a vortex that you get stuck in. It's sort of like, you know, in Nemo when um <laughs> when when the turtles are there and it's like, "Hey dude, like we're in the current now." yada yada. Um, and then the, you know, and then you've got to get out of the current. You've got to literally like get yourself out of the current. Too much talking is that current. You need to get yourself out. 
Whereas for people who are more clammed up and they haven't shared things, and again, this could be a psychologist that you talk to or whatever, but this is a really strong invitation, um, especially with family stuff. And look, it might not be as deep as that for you. It might not be as literal for you. It could just be simply that you have a bit of an argument with your mum this week or you're feeling a little bit sensitive or you're feeling triggered or you do notice a little childhood pattern come up. You're like, hey, where did that come from? Like, I thought that I dealt with that. You might feel that, you know, you're feeling really stagnant in your in your um, family dynamic and something needs to change. Uh, maybe you're the martyr mother. You do everything for everyone. You think that you need to be a martyr and a people pleaser and you're like, actually, this isn't serving me anymore. I'm fucking angry. I'm repressed and I'm angry. So there's many ways that this can play out, not just the ways that I've shared it. But I wanted to even just open up and open the conversation for you in your own heart that, you know, if these things are being sort of triggered over the next week or so, to know that Ceres is there with that south node. So there is this deep sensitivity. There is this deep, you know, like I said, the Grim Reaper holding the scythe. And I'm so like pinging that I can't think of the other word for scythe. Um, I'll get off and Google it immediately and want to come back on and redo it. Anyway, I've been talking for way longer than I anticipated. Um, it's now 43 minutes. My um, acupuncture session is in eight minutes. So I'm going to love you all and leave you. And I just want to share with you that I want you to be healed. I see you healed. I see you free. You deserve to be free. You deserve to be happy. You deserve your heart to let go of what is holding you down. You deserve to be released from the shackles and the imprisonment of what happened to you in the past, whether it's that someone has put you there or you keep yourself there. You deserve to be liberated. You deserve to be whole and free and complete. Accept yourself. Love yourself. You deserve love. You deserve to be witnessed. You deserve to be alive because you are here. You are worthy. You are valid. I love you. I see you. And I wish you so much love. Bye.